Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. 6.30 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 6.30 Chad. Edmonton's home for breaking news on your favorite teams. Now, Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on the voice of your Oilers and Eskimos, 6.30 Chad. Well, this doesn't sound good. Hazel May from uh, Sportsnet just tweeting, flooding Coors Field reportedly has backed up sewage in the Rockies clubhouse hallway. Blue Jays uh, were supposed to be playing in Denver tonight, it is a weather delay. I'm starting to uh, doubt this game gets played tonight. Hail covered. Uh, she, she posted a, a picture as well. Hail covered Coors Field. So ugly weather uh, in Denver as the Blue Jays and Rockies are trying to play tonight. All right. Uh, Strudwick's coming up in this half hour of the show, but I want to get to some folks who've been uh, hanging on hold here. Rocket, thanks for waiting. You're on with Reed. Reed, how are you? Long-time listener, 97th time calling in. Yeah, no kidding. (laughs) And 96 of the times I have not yelled at you, but one night I did, and I still feel bad about that. I have to tell you, uh, kudos on the job at the draft. I was watching it on uh, Sportsnet there, and and, uh, I much preferred listening to it on the radio than I did watching it on TV. Oh, thanks. Um, I'm hearing Demers and Lucic are pretty much a lock. Well, I mean, yeah, I know that's out there. Except I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to. Yeah, make I know that nobody. I know, I know nobody can say, but say that's the case hypothetically. Which is fair, fair enough, sure. We trade Puglia, four million dollar contract, Korpakowski, which I heard earlier. I mean, I've heard lots of conversations, but this one that I heard makes the most sense to me is, you know, four million there. So Lucci then becomes two. You trade Korpakowski. What's his contract? Like one point something. Uh, what is he? One point seven. Let me double check it. I got the. Uh, I got the. The pay. I, I don't. I don't remember every contract in the league like Bob. So, so I don't say. To. So say. Say. Say it's close. Corp There's is six at, million there. Corp. Oh, average. Corp's a two point five. Pardon me. I forgot he was over two. He's a two point five. Oh, well, there you go. <clears throat> so then you bring in a young guy with an eight nine hundred thousand dollar contract up and comer or whatever, and you add Lucic and 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 you flip out Pouliot. Um, Demers, is he a UFA? Yeah, he's a UFA. Yeah, he was here with Lucic as well today. Yeah, that, yeah, I knew that. I was I was going to ask you if they were on the Edmonton Queen looking, uh, <laughs> floating down the river <laughs> valley, just, checking out the city. Yeah, exactly. That's how they gave him a tour. Yeah. I think they just but, made him swim. <laughs> so say they, uh, so if you bring, you bring him in, right, you have cap space, you don't have to trade anybody yet. Well, you know, unless I, you want to get like another number one, right? It, it, I, I've talked about potentially trading Pouliot, um, four million per year with three years left. Um, I mean, Pouliot's consistency is an issue for other teams. I think he can produce points. 
Um, but and penalties in the offensive. Zone. Yeah, a little too often. And again, he's kind of not there every night. And there are a lot of players in the NHL like that. To me, Pouliot is. I know there are some people who think Pouliot is grossly overpaid. I'm not one of them. He might be. He might be slightly overpaid. And again, I don't think he's grossly overpaid either. Uh, maybe I mean he's to me he's a second, third line tweener as opposed to a solid second liner. Just because some think, nights it's nice to have somebody to bump ahead of him in the lineup. I think what makes this a little bit difficult, you know, in a way, in terms of just like trading players outright with for other players, is that, and like like Shirelli said, is you know we're we're in Edmonton, where our players are always undervalued. Well, when you're losing, yeah, that's that's what happens. Yeah, so you know, if you, you sign, like, I, I have a, I got a strong feeling that this is going to be a lot like 2006. You know, where we bring in a significant number of players, and do you really think, like, if say we we do Lucic six years, six mil, say that's the case, and people are worried about the last two years of his contract, do you think anybody's going to care about that? If we're in the playoffs, nobody's going to care about that because they haven't seen that. Yeah, that's a good point. For like a dozen years. Yeah, no one's going to care about 2021 if they become good this year. Fair enough. Fair enough. So where where do you think that leaves us? If, if say, that's the case and we do get these two guys, where do you think that leaves us? Or where do you think that leaves Peter in acquiring um, another defenseman if one of the other $6 million products that we've had earlier, Everly, Paul Hopkins, which Taylor Hall, I don't agree we should trade. Period. Mm-hmm. I do believe Eberle should be uh, should be the one. I've said that all along, and I still think that. <clears throat> but um, can you package that and get somebody else other than Demers? Okay, well, you... well, wait. Demers, you're signing, right? You're so, right. So sorry, are you you're suggesting? I'm saying another defenseman other than him. Oh, so you trade Eberle and, well, and yeah, whoever exactly. else? And... Well, exactly. I mean, could you could could I mean, I, I talked about the hypothetical Eberle for Hamannick. Could you get another defenseman, whether it's Hamannick or somebody else, of that caliber by trading Eberle or Nugent Hopkins? Now right. I don't know. You that... have Puliyarvi now. You've got right. You've got Lucic on that side. I mean, your depth down the middle. You're not really hurting anyway. It's it's going to be extremely strong and and like a lot of people think this guy whether whether people agree with him being in an Puliarvi being in an Oiler lineup this year or, or or developing him for another year and then bringing him in is irrelevant um he, he'll probably get brought in because he'll probably play yeah he'll probably play right so well Lucic plays left right and yeah. Lucic plays left Puliarvi plays right yeah um Pouliot's out. I mean, I, there's still, there's still not. There, it's still not a very deep lineup. Like that's still, it's still a problem. Like I, I don't even, I don't even agree with saying that they have depth at center. They have three young centers, and they have a fourth line center. They don't. I mean, they don't really have like a fill-in guy, or uh, like a legitimate third line type center. Like they really don't. So if they give you tra- like trading Nugent Hopkins for Dumba, which I don't think is a good deal for the Oilers, by the way. But let's just say, tra- let's just say, tra- I don't think you trade a center. I think you trade Eberle. I think you get. I think he's the guy you dump, and and you don't miss it because well, you gain physicality on the right side. But every other team knows that, right? 
Yeah. <laughs> and again, he's people look at him and say, fine, he produced But he might be a nice fit for lost. another team that needs that playmaker type guy, which he is. Well, and that's then that's may not the, be as strong on the boards, but and that's what I said in the last half hour. If he's your fifth or sixth best forward, that's fine. Right? If people are freeing up the puck for him, that's fine. But he's never been that on the Oilers. Rocket, no, I got to no. get a couple other guys in here, okay? Thanks for calling. Okay, Reed. All right, uh, we're going to move along to Tony quickly here. Hey, Tony. Hi, good show, Reed. Thank you. A uh, couple quick questions. How, how many goals did Ryan Nugent Hopkins score last year and the, and the year before? Uh, not many. Let me double check. What did he? He got twelve last year, didn't he, or something like that? I was going to say fourteen. Just bringing up his page. Yeah, you're right. He had twelve in fifty-five games. He had twenty-four and seventy-six the year before that. Yes, he got. Well, he's getting twelve in those two years. That's twelve million for a while. How many goals are not too many, right? Uh, well, yeah, for thirty-six goals. Now, obviously, he didn't play a yeah. full year last year. You know, all I'm saying is we should be trading him from day one. Like him, we got to trade for sure. And I tell uh, Everly and Hall, they've got two strikes on him, but I keep them and see if they can fly. Because a couple of the other callers had some good points. They really haven't hit their had hit their stride yet. They haven't had a chance or hit their stride yet. And this could be a, a starting point for them. So, but I get rid of Hopkins for sure. No problem there. Tony, thanks for calling. Seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three at seven fourteen. Dave is on the line as well. Hey, Dave. Hello, Reed. Hi. Oh, I got through. Yeah, looking what's up? Good. You're looking good today, man. I'm looking good today. Okay. Yeah, it must be exercise. You got a camera on me? Hang, must be hanging around Dave Campbell. How's he done? D- Dave's uh, on a holiday this week, but he's doing oh, well. He is, eh? Yeah. He's a he's a straight shooter, that guy. He's a good guy. Yes, sir. Uh, listen, I wanted to know if the Eskimos are going with four quarterbacks or just uh, sticking with the starter and the backup. Uh, well, who do they got on the roster? They kept the they kept go? Lynch and Franklin and DeMarco, so they got all four of those guys. And they got Lynch doing the punt thing again. Oh, I see. Yeah. Sound listen, good? When, uh, when they were playing there, uh, Moss and uh, Ricky Ray, some people who were old-timers, season ticket holders, they liked Jason Moss. But I think Ricky Ray is a quite a serious ball player as well. Uh, is he still playing or is he coaching? Yeah, Ricky Ray plays for Toronto, Dave. Thanks for calling, buddy. I, I got to get Jason Strudwick in here. Let's uh, take a quick timeout, Bernard, and we'll give Jason Strudwick a call. He's ready to go. Inside Sports on Chet. This is Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on Edmonton Sports Leader, 630 Chad. Jason Strudwick coming up in one minute, but Brian uh, called in and has been on hold, so I promised we'd get him in. Brian, you got you got one minute. I'm letting you open for Jason Strudwick. Brian, are you actually there? I can't hear him. All right. Well, Jason, you don't get an opening act today. It's straight to the headliner. <laughs> I sure I intimidated him, I guess. I mean, Brian, give yourself a chance at least to come and say something good. Check if he's there, Bernard. See if see if we got we got Brian. We'll we'll let we'll even let Brian talk to Jason Strudwick if he wants to. How is <laughs> how is your day in the how is your day in the grueling television industry, buddy? Uh, it's good. You know, every day is uh, something new. You know, and, and, and it, it was the same with sports, right? But this, I mean, we have so many different topics we cover on our show that it's always interesting. And I, I tell you, I've learned a lot about the world, Reed, outside of uh, the uh, the old rink. What is it, 200 by 100? Right. Okay. I, I, okay, I think we have Brian. So we're going to conference Brian in. Okay. 
Brian, you're on with Reed and Jason Strudwick. What's on your mind? Wow, I'm I'm honored. Uh, sorry <laughs> about that. You? My my phone was kind of screwing. Are you there now? Yeah, go ahead. Okay, people keep on talking about trading Everly. If the Oilers are in fact signing Milan Lucic, they are trading Taylor Hall. There's got to be a deal already in the works because there's no way that they can go into the season with Hall, Lucic, Pouliot, Korpikoski, and uh, God only knows what else on the left-hand side, and uh, Everly and Pakarinen on the right, and Matt Hendricks. It just wouldn't make sense. Okay. Yeah, I understand what you're saying, Brian. I'll put you back on hold there. Well, Jason, yeah, I mean, the Lucic was here. Demers was here. There's a lot of stuff flying around Lucic about Lucic. I think at the very least we could say he's certainly interested. Let, let me ask you this first before we get to the specifics. How much does a pre-existing relationship like Shirelli has with Lucic and McClellan have with Demers factor into their decisions, do you think? I think it makes it a lot easier because, you know, when you, when you go, and I, I change teams a couple times, and you're going to a situation you don't know anybody or, or as far as the coaching or management, you have no idea because, you know, it's, it's kind of like a first date, right? We either go on a first date and everything's all buddy-buddy and everything's good, but you don't really know the person, right? So they're, they're, Peter Shirelli, if they didn't know the chief, he's given his best sales job. They don't know really what it's all about until you get into the nuts and bolts of a season. Well, Lucic would know very well what Shirelli does, how he operates, the type of team he wants to build. So if he likes the way that Shirelli builds a team and how he does it, why not come to Edmonton where you know for the next X number of years, Shirelli's not going anywhere for quite a while. So you know what the team's going to be built like, what it looks like. If there's that comfort level, I think it is definitely a plus in the Oilers, uh, in the Oilers corner. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I think that's that's a great point. So to to Brian's point, if Lucic is signed, and he's and he's down the left side, and you got Hall, Maroon, Pouliot, and Korpakoski in the depth row already there, I mean, does that make it automatic? You you gotta you gotta try to get Hall out of there, and if so, can the Oilers even come out even in a Hall trade? Well, isn't that the problem? But I'll put it this way. And I mean, everyone loves to talk about the numbers. And I think there's some value in that. And people love to talk about, you know, he's, he does this or that, or he's a driver. I'll tell you, let me put it in just simple Strudwick English. Taylor Hall can carry his own line. You can put Taylor Hall with two garbage cans, and that line will still be productive. The Oilers, I think there's one other player that can do that. That's Connor McDavid. He could play with a, a shoelace and a broomstick, and Connor McDavid's still going to put numbers up. Taylor Hall is the same way. I don't think there's other players at the Oilers who are at the stage of that in their careers right now, or they'll ever be, they can do that. So are you ready? And I'm including Milan Lucic in that group. I don't think Milan Lucic can carry a line by himself. There's very few players in the NHL that can do it. The Oilers are lucky to have two. There's teams with zero, with zero of those types of players. When you have those types of players, I don't give them away because you can put Connor on one line, Taylor Hall on another, and then you figure it out from there, you fill up the spots, and there's success. There's two lines that now have a, a pace, tempo, and a definition. Milan Lucic is a guy I'd like to see in the Oilers, but not at the expense. I repeat, not at the expense of getting rid of Taylor Hall. Right. Well, and I think a lot of fans are, are, are leaning that way. The, the, I mean, and that's and that's this decision Shirelli is going to have to make. How does the roster fit together? How much money is he willing to have allotted um, at, at certain positions? And if he is trading out a $6 million player, is he willing to go into 
the season with that type of a hole in the lineup. And look, I, I know you can pick Hall, Nugent Hopkins, and Everly apart. They all have strengths. They all have weaknesses. Uh, e- but even if you trade one of those guys for a good defenseman, I don't think they're going to get a great defenseman. They might get a good defenseman. Can you live with that hole at forward? That's the that's that's what Shirelli's going to have to weigh. He's not going to get every. He's not going to get all his cake to eat this season. You know, Rita, I would challenge that a little bit. I think that getting Puliarvi, I think that changes everything. You know, when when the Oilers lost that lottery draft, they did lose. They dropped down the top three. I think it's widely acknowledged that the top three will most likely be playing the NHL next year. Uh, that was the two Finns and Austin Matthews. Now, with Puliarvi, I, I would expect him to be on the Oilers next year. Maybe not a driving force like I just talked to Taylor Hall, but I think he's a guy that you can stick in there. And, you know, you can get some production out of him. So I think that gives you more flexibility on that right side to maybe do something because now we have Yakupov, Everly, and Puliarvi uh, on that right side, and you can make some decisions, some choices to maybe move someone off that right side and get that defense we need. Maybe not as good a defense as you might get if you trade away Taylor Hall, but still a guy that you can get who maybe has a, a better favorable contract than what you might get for Demers. Uh, and I think Demers is the number four defenseman. I, I just feel that's where he fits in. Um, so, you know, I think the Pugliarby really changed. I think that changes everything for Peter Shirelli and the management group. Let me ask you this, Jason. Jason Strudwick joining us uh, on Inside Sports tonight. You, you played the position of defense in the NHL. I don't. I mean, I don't think I, I'm not one of these people holding out for Eric Carlson or PK Subban. If it happens, I'll happily be wrong. Can a team be moderately successful? You know, maybe flirt with a playoff spot with committee by defense. If it's Demers, Sekera, Nurse, and Clefbaum as your top four, and McClellan has to see which way the breeze is blowing each night for matchups and who's the hot hand. I mean, you've you've been out on the ice. Can a defense-by-committee team hang in there? It's tough. You know, it's tougher because what, what you're talking about, you're talking about a group that I think they're, they're NHL defensemen. There's no doubt about that. But they don't have that guy that's just a minute-munching defenseman and just gets it done. And I'll give you an example of a guy I played with, Matthias Holman. Matthias Holman, when he was in Vancouver, was a very reliable, steady defenseman. He wasn't a massive power play guy. He was a good penalty killer. But when you put him out there for those 20 to 25 minutes, you could predict exactly what you're getting every single night. Night in, night out, have high-quality defense. Now, I'm not comparing him to, uh, you know, Nick Listrom, but he was very good. Ed Jovanovsky the same way. I mean, Jovo made him mistakes, but more or less you knew at a high level what he was going to do. The group you're talking about right now, I feel those are all second-pairing guys. And there's nothing wrong with being that in the NHL. It's very hard. I never reached that level. It's very hard to get to that level. Those guys did it, and they do a pretty good job. But it does challenge you a little bit. So, you know, the idea of bringing in Demers, who I think is a guy who can, who can get up and down the ice, make some plays. We know the analytics seem to, to, to like him. But is he that much of an upgrade on what uh, Clefbaum could be by the end of the year? Is that much of an upgrade on what we hope Nurse will be maybe in two years? Uh, does Davidson take another step forward? So you're paying extra money for now. Some of them might get past the depth chart, and then you have issues with cap uh, in the short or in, you know in the short to long term. Let's say one to three years. So I know he's got to make a move, but I, if you're going to make a move, I'd rather see through trade and and really get out someone who's in at least a top pairing defenseman today for this team right now. All right. Well. This is going to be a fun few days. The speculation is uh, pretty much endless right now. I, uh, Jason, I, I know I know you're busy. I know you just got off uh, television. I know you had a grueling eight-hour shift trying to deal with Courtney Terrio. <laughs> so uh, thanks for making time for Wilkins. 
You're the best, man. We'll talk to you anytime. That's Jason Strudwick checking in tonight. Uh, Bernard, here's what we're going to do. I want to bring Chris from Phoenix in, so bump a couple breaks to the next half hour. Chris, Chris usually calls around this time. Chris, uh, we're a little tight, but I'll give you about a minute if you can. Hey, you guys could I could have waited until after the, uh, the news. I'm good. Uh, well, I tell you what, I got Chris Sheets somewhere in a bucket trying to get people going to fire aid. So I got to do you now, okay? Okay, that's fine. Um, we don't trade uh, Hall. I don't think Shirelli's trading Hall. If anything, Everly will be packaged with a sweetener to get a to get a defenseman. I'd rather uh, uh, lose Everly with a little bit of an extra incentive going with him than losing Hall. Uh, as far as uh, the Lucic and Demers, it's awesome hearing this stuff. Like uh, we all remember back when we were trying to uh, give gift baskets to uh, Hosa a few years ago, and now we've got some top tier uh, free agents that want to come here. Last year was Sekera, and let's face it, he was he was the cream of the crop in, uh, for for defensemen, if I'm not mistaken. He came here. Uh, Lucic is, is is a highly touted uh, UFA. He's wanting to come here. Demers probably could have his pick uh, on where he wanted to go. He wants to come here. So this is exciting times with uh, with the Oilers, and uh, I love it. And uh, we're not trading Hall. It's, it's going to be. And what's what's uh, where did Hall play during the uh, the World Cup of Hockey? I believe he was on uh, David's right wing. If, if he was, uh, if if I'm not mistaken. So what what are the odds of Hall playing on the right side and Luch playing the left side? Love the show. Let's go Oilers, and welcome to uh, Edmonton, Luch. That is Chris from Phoenix. Always love to hear from him. Uh, more time for your calls and texts as we move along, but we do want to bring in uh, our old friend Chris Sheets from Kissing After the News because he's doing something pretty cool today. This is J.C. Sheriff from your Edmonton Eskimos, and you're listening to Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on 6.30 Chad. Bye week for the Edmonton Eskimos next Friday. Saskatchewan Rough Riders in town. Riders had the week one bye. They are going to host uh, Toronto in week two. This week, uh, the Oilers counting down to free agency here. Milan Lucic and Jason Demers both visiting Edmonton today. Uh, Lucic visiting a couple more cities here as we move into July 1st. Coverage on 6.30, Chet, of NHL Free Agency will start at 11 a.m. on Friday. Hope you can uh, tune in. We're going to be working all day Canada Day. Going to be fun. This guy is the morning show host on Kissing Country 103.9, one of our chorus stations here in Edmonton. Usually he's going to bed around now, but I think he's still quite busy and involved in something. It is our old friend Chris Sheets. Hello, Chris. You're on with Reed. How are you doing? I am uh, thrilled and honored. First time caller, long time listener, yeah. Reed. Yes, of course. <laughs> Where are you, and what are you doing? I'm 95 feet above the Yellowhead, just west of Edmonton, between Highway 60 and Highway 44, hanging 95 feet in a ladder truck. It's a fire truck from the Parkland County a Fire Department. Uh, the Atchison crew are here, and we're hanging up. And I can, I can tell you this 100%. Lucic and Demers did not stop by here today to say hi. <laughs> Unbelievable. I know. I thought they were coming for sure. Uh, all right. So now, for people who don't know, and I want to, I want to get into yeah. this experience. But why are you doing this? Well, you know, quite honestly, we've got Fire Aid, that huge show coming up at Commonwealth Stadium uh, tomorrow night, and I'd heard about a week ago that uh, you know they've sold thousands of tickets. It's not like they've sold three thousand tickets. There's thousands of tickets that have been sold, but. We both know 
We are blessed with this giant stadium we call Commonwealth. And if you don't have a, a decent crowd in there, it just it just isn't the same, right? You got to have a nice nice crowd in that in that stadium for it to be great. And not to mention, 100% of the proceeds for this concert are going uh, to the United Way up in Fort McMurray. So, you know, I think that a lot of people have heard about it, maybe didn't think, oh, they thought somebody else got tickets, it's already sold out or whatever. So I thought we'd find a way to draw some awareness and try to hopefully sell many more tickets before tomorrow at 5 when the show starts. Okay, uh, so you're, you're, you're 95 feet in the air? Yeah, 95, it's no real big deal. Actually, you know what, it isn't. I'm very, very safe, but earlier in the day, it was a little bit scary. It's funny because we talked about weather. I mean, you know, so far today, we've needed sunscreen and uh, we've needed hard hats for uh, hail. I mean, that's pretty much a typical Alberta day, isn't it, <laughs> in the summer? And uh, we, we said, they said, you know, obviously, if a storm comes, we've got to let you down to the ground. You can stay in the bucket, but you got to stay low. And a storm just came out of nowhere. It literally did. It lightning uh, it looked like about, you know, 250 meters from me and my giant uh, lightning rod I call the bucket here. Uh, how much room do you have to move around in there? Not a lot. Not a lot, to be honest. <laughs> it's, 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 i got to sit. I can't lay for sure. And, and of course, i got to leave room for my port loo which is my bathroom facility up so here. So you're, you're, you're not allowed to come down to pee or anything like that? Yeah, you're getting... no. Yeah, no, no. I, yeah, I mean, uh, yeah. I mean, long story short, I've you, you, you're trying to stay in the bucket for the entire 30 hours. Okay, well, how many hours do you have left? I wish you wouldn't have asked. I just did the math because I knew you were going to ask that question. <laughs> I'm, I'm 13 and a half in, so I'm not quite halfway there. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, yeah, I know. You're, you're not going to be down in time to go to the concert. No, I am. That's noon. I said that's noon okay. tomorrow, right? We, we still got a lot of time. There's still an overnight read. I know that guys like you party all night, so you don't count that. Yeah, I never sleep. Yeah. Okay. So they're bringing food up to you and, and all that kind of stuff. So well. Yeah, my my wife delivered pizza. Uh, actually, <laughs> shout great. out to Florida. Shout out to Florida Pizza. Your buddy Jay Onright. He loves Florida Pizza in Devon. Yeah, he does. He's a huge yeah. supporter of the Florida yeah, Pizza. Yeah. So Kylie, who works at the station, she's so cute. She just says, "It's like real pizza. Like like it's like real pizza." So she's pretty excited about that. Imagine that. Okay. Yeah. So you're up there till noon tomorrow, and then you're going to yeah. go to fire aids. Or, or do you think yeah. you'll be able to sleep overnight tonight? I don't know. Like, even when the Yellowhead's quiet, it's so busy this road. Even when it's quiet, I think it's still quite busy. But uh, we'll see. As they say, Reed, you sleep when you're dead. That's been my, you know, my theme for most of my life. So it'll be great. I mean, the bottom line is there's 17 acts tomorrow night that deserve a big crowd. Uh, they've all donated their time, including Nickelback. I mean, they're obviously one of the biggest rock bands in the world, arguably, and a bunch of great country acts. By the way, those country acts are going to join me tomorrow morning here in the bucket and perform. I've got High Valley performing and Dallas Smith and uh, Dean Brody. And, and uh, so it's going to be a lot of fun tomorrow morning on the Kissing Country Morning Show, too. They're going to join you in the bucket? Yeah, yeah, they are. They, we put harnesses on, everybody. I don't know if you can play a ukulele or a mandolin when you get a harness on, but we'll try. <laughs> All right, uh, that's great stuff. So obviously you're still following the Oilers news. I know you're yeah. pretty, you're a huge Oilers and Eskimos fan, and, and all yeah. things, uh, all things Edmonton. Uh, yeah. I mean, what, 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 what are you like as a fan going into free agency? Are, are you anticipating everything, or are you just kind of a I'll wait till Friday type type guy? You know, I think we're like, you know, I, I think we're all kind of the same. We're like, man, we want these guys, but man, we don't want to be stuck with contracts, and we're looking. And all of these young guys, you know, coming up to, to their uh, their contract after their first one and their entry level one, and going, we can't we can't afford the team, right? That's the challenge. 
Would I like Milan Lucic to be on our hockey team? Absolutely. You know, I, but again, crystal ball, you just don't want to be looking back seven years going, oh boy, you know, how, you know, how is this all going to, how is this math going to work? So I'd, I'd love, I'd love to welcome him with open arms. And if we can get a, a defenseman or two, that would be awesome. And, and obviously that frees up uh, Shirelli to do some other stuff with the team. It's all going to come together. This is the year, Reed Wilkins. This is the year. I certainly hope so, Chris. Uh, tell you what, you're you're <laughs> such an uh, you're such an interesting, uh, engaging guy, and you're always doing great stuff for the community and for other people. And I just hope you're safe and and happy in that bucket. And I hope Fire Aid is uh, a huge success tomorrow. And I really appreciate everything you do at our station here too, Chris. I appreciate that, Reed. I'm just thankful that at two o'clock today we didn't have to have another concert just for my family called Lightning Aid. Oh, my goodness. I'll talk to you tomorrow, Chris. Hey, thanks, guys. Thank you to all the Ted listeners. Get your Fire Aid tickets now, fireaid.ca. That is Chris Sheets from Kissed Country, 103.9. 30 hours in a bucket. That, that should be the name of Chris's autobiography. 30 hours in a bucket. Uh, great guy, though. Love uh, Chris Sheets. Of course, uh, he was the one that threw the beef on the ice in the 2006 playoffs in Detroit. And uh, the sideline announcer at the Edmonton Eskimos game. Just an energetic, positive, caring human being. He's a pleasure to work with. Okay, I want to get to some other news and notes. Uh, I want to talk about some of the things Jason Strudwick said as well. I know uh, Morn has texted in, finally someone who makes sense about Hall. Thank you, Jason Strudwick. That is from Morn. Uh, this texter says, last night I called in to ask about a Taylor Hall for Adam Larson trade. The guy who answered the phone denied it emphatically. I don't know if that was on this show. I don't remember that. Uh, today, Stoffer talked about Larson a lot. Is this really a potential deal? Please say no. Well, I hope not. Because if that's a straight-up trade, that ain't even for the Oilers. I can tell you that. Anyway. Milan Lucic... Calling it BS that he's already signed with the Oilers. You can't actually sign, guys. Uh, I mean, maybe there's been some positive verbal discussions. Well, I guess all discussions are verbal. Well, I guess not. Uh, that's kind of where we're at there. Both he and Jason Demers were here today. we got to take a quick timeout. You can text 630-630-780-496-0063 is the open line. <laughs> This is Mark Letestu from your Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on Oilers Radio 630 Chet. We had Mark Letestu and his father, Garth, in studio a couple of weeks ago as we did a Father's Day segment that whole week leading into Father's Day. That was fun. Thanks to Mark for coming in. Inside Sports on 630 Chet, presented by Action Furnace, home of the fixed right or its free guarantee. You can visit Action Furnace. It is 7.47. My name is Reed Wilkins. Pleasure to have you on the show tonight. Uh, the Blue Jays game. i got to check if it's officially been called off here. A uh, big hailstorm in uh, Denver. Reports of sewage backing up near the uh, in the hallway to the Rockies clubhouse. Let's see if it's been officially postponed. Uh, where are we here? Blue Jays route still says delayed, according to the ESPN website. We will see. All right. Andrew says, uh, Ryan Nugent Hopkins or Everly plus Yakupov for Larson. 
I would imagine that's a lot more palatable to people than Hall for Larson. Uh, again, I, I I just think if you're kind of throwing Yakupov into a trade, I, I don't know if you're really throwing in much. You know what I mean? Like, he, he might get traded for another underperforming player. I don't know if including him into an existing trade proposal makes it any more appealing to the other team. That's That's all I'm saying. All right. Oh, by the way, the studio producer tonight, our old friend, Bernard Suen. Bernard, how have you been? I'm good. How are you? Good. What do you think of that Eskimos game on Saturday? I actually kind of watched it kind of. But good. We're trying to train you to watch a little more sports. Yeah. Train you is maybe the wrong word. You're not a puppy. Well, you're a little like a puppy. <laughs> well, some of my friends called me a puppy before. So. All right. That's interesting. <laughs> are they really why. your friends? They sound more like they're not your friends. Well, I kind of make jokes toward them too. So. All right. So you, uh, that is my uh, goal for you is to get you more up to speed on our two local sports, professional sports teams. Okay. So you watched some of the Eskimo game? Yep. And who won? I didn't watch the whole game, so I don't know. Now, I, I told you thing. what are your goals is. Watch you a whole game. Yep. No, I didn't, no, I didn't say you have to watch whole games. <laughs> oh. Especially if you're going to be on the show. You have to be aware of the Eskimos' most recent game and their next game. And the same goes for the Oilers once we get into hockey. Okay. All right. You can't come on Inside Sports three days after the Eskimos played and not know whether they won or lost. Okay. Fair? Yep, that's fair enough. Am I being enough. too harsh? People no. can tell me if I'm being mean to Bernard. No, I'm going to say that's fair enough. That is. All right. Now, you know when the next Eskimos game is? No, I don't. All right. But I, we got to get you somebody. Yeah. Uh, somebody uh, mail Bernard a pocket calendar he can carry around in his pocket with his pocket watch. I should. Because you do use a pocket watch. Or print yourself up a schedule. Just hang it, you know, on your bulletin board at home. Let's know when the games are. That's all I ask ask of you, Bernard. I don't but, ask you to I don't ask you to diagram a zone defense. I don't ask you to tell me where Mike Riley played his college ball. I don't expect you to memorize Everly's stats. Because even I don't have them memorized. I gotta look everything up. But I need you to know the result of the recent game when the next game is, and in general, how the two teams are doing. Fair? Yep, that's fair enough. I would do that. I Pro- like how you're, you're, you're probably, taking it on. I'll probably put it in my phone instead. Well, you can just get alerts and texts when teams... You, like, you can, really? You can see, well, yeah. You can, like, you can go... You can get any kind of app, and you can get an alert every time the Oilers score, every time the Eskimos get a point, whatever. Oh, that's, that's cool. Yeah, I'm, it is pretty I'm, cool. These I'm phones probably, are amazing. I'm probably going to do this now. You should. I am doing it right now. Okay, good man. That is Bernard on the other side of the window. Uh, And, of course, uh, he's going to have to know uh, about what the Eskimos are doing for the next six years. We have uh, extended our broadcast agreement with the Green and Gold. That's exciting. Six more uh, years of Eskimos football right here on 630 Chad. And, of course, we're in the middle of a long-term deal with the Edmonton Oilers. 630-630 is how you text us. You can also tweet me at Reed Wilkins. Uh, inside sports at 630ched.com is the email. Okay, I got to catch up here. Where was the text I wanted to read? Uh, this texture says, I missed it. What was the gist of uh, what Jason Strudwick said about Taylor Hall? Okay, here's what's going on. Strudwick said, I even wrote down the quote. He says, You got to remember one thing about Taylor Hall. Here's the quote Taylor Hall can carry his own line. He says the Oilers only have two players that can do that. Strudwick says some teams don't have any. 
Obviously, he said the other guy who can carry a line is Connor McDavid. Um, I loved what Strudwick says. He goes, "You could put uh, you could put Connor McDavid on a line with a shoelace and a broomstick, and they would get points." That was funny. Um, so, uh, Strudwick's point is is that if you take Taylor Hall out of your lineup. His attributes are not easily replaceable, and in fact, perhaps even impossible to replace. And Strudwick made the point, he feels Pugliarvi falling into the Oilers' lap maybe gives them some flexibility to move a right winger. I mean, is it is it possible, I'm going to be completely wrong again, that... Neil Yakupov is an Oiler next year because I didn't I didn't think that was going to be possible. I mean, if you but again, if you're trading Yakupov, what are you really getting in terms of the lineup? In terms of a guy that can jump right into your lineup that is a good player. I mean, you're not trading Yakupov straight across for a contributing defenseman, right? Um, Everly, sure possible. But Pugliarvi does change the landscape on the right side a little bit. But you heard what Jason Strudwick said. Taylor Hall can carry his own line. So that's that's the thing for me. I, I You know, I, I can go back and forth on what's going to happen. I think Shirelli's going to do something. You can't come back with exactly the same roster plus Pugliarvi. It's just not good enough. But Signing Lucic, to me, doesn't mean Hall has to be the one to go. I mean, can't you have two left-wingers with those attributes? I don't know. Could you have Pouliot Maroon? Could somebody move to the right side? Maybe that's what they're going to look into. But it, to me, the, the the Taylor Hall trade suggestions that are out there don't seem viable to me. That's all I'm saying. Because and and Shirelli says I'm not going to sell low. And a caller said it earlier: Oilers players get undervalued. Uh, now I don't want to overvalue them either, but they get undervalued because the team has lost consistently for ten years. And Hall and Everly have been on the team for six, and they've never finished higher than twenty fourth. So I understand if I'm an opposing GM, I'm saying, okay, great. Well, this player is supposedly good. Why does the team he's on always lose, even though he may have good stats? But, but Shirelli seems to be holding his ground here and seems to be patient about it. I think a deal is coming. I, I don't think he's going to come back with the same roster, whether he signs free agents or not. I mean, I don't think he's going to come back with all the same guys from last year, even if he adds free agents. But you heard what Strudwick said. Now, he did also say, and, and, and I believe the Oilers might be stuck with defense by committee. Strudwick says, though, it's hard to have a team be really successful with the defense by committee. He said even a guy like Matthias Olin he played with in Vancouver. Predictable, reliable, gave you those 25 minutes. Ed Jovanovski said yes, he made mistakes, but generally he played at a high level. You could predict how he was going to play every night. We don't have predictable, high-level defensemen on the Oilers. I mean, Sekera? Sure, like here's the thing. Sekera, Nurse, Clefbaum, if they signed Demers... They're all three, four guys. And, it's, and Strudwick made a good point. That's still, you're still pretty good if you reach that level. As Strudwick said, I never reached that level. But 
Strudwick believes you have to have the minute eater, the really reliable guy, that at least you know when he's out there, things are reliable, things are safe, and generally the big mistake won't get made. He's not going to get beat a lot, all that kind of stuff. So the Oilers add one guy, they add two guys, the defense will be better, probably won't be an elite-level defense. Probably you won't have a number one, and I think the team is still going to be challenged to make a big jump in the standings enough to get into the playoffs. And look at the Western Conference. Who's, who's going to significantly drop off that the Oilers are just going to breeze by? Okay, Vancouver maybe looks bad right now, maybe Colorado. Who, who else? Okay, the Flames and Calgary were out of it. They could get better. I mean, they could jump back into the playoffs. They were a year before. Dallas, St. Louis, Chicago. I mean, I know you'd, you'd pass them as wildcard teams in the division. Anaheim, San Jose, Los Angeles. Maybe Los Angeles isn't as good as they were a few years ago. Still a good team. This is still a tough, tough task for the Edmonton Oilers, and there is a lot to fix for Shirelli. It's not just about adding a couple defensemen and, and you're set. They don't have a backup goalie. I don't think they have uh, a reliable third line at the moment. And they certainly don't have a well-stocked, well-stocked farm team with guys who can get called up and step in. Like Pittsburgh had two or three guys do throughout the playoffs. And I think that's part of the reason why Shirelli drafted all nine guys, used all nine draft picks at the draft in Buffalo. There's a, there's a lot that has to be rounded out here. Maybe he makes the defense a priority. He made certainly made the goaltending a priority last summer, and I, th- I, I think that was a good trade for Talbot. I'm pretty optimistic about Talbot. Anyway, a lot to consider. 780-496-0063. You can text 63630. Uh, we are going to go back in time. Tom McLaughlin, loyal Ched listener and caller, big sports fan, passed away recently. He was featured on this show last year. We will play that interview for you when we get back. Six thirty, Chad. Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins, weekdays at six on Six Thirty, Chad.